With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help you get your new show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And you know what the best part is? You can get all of this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the setup. So, whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you just want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Now listen, acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I am joined by a group of not so merry men and Lewis. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Let me go around and introduce everybody. Uh, I guess I'll start with you, Lewis, since you you seem to have had the best weekend of us all. It's been a bloody brilliant weekend, full of bows, full of hello, brothers. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. It's it's been one for the the books, man, but we'll get into it if you've... uh, Won the battle and lost the war uh, as, as the pod goes on. Yeah, cool. Sure. Uh, Alexis, Chelsea fan, how you doing? Long time listener of the pod. How's it going, brother? Surviving, surviving this difficult Lampard era. <laughs> I, I follow you, so uh, 
I saw how how confident you were, or not necessarily confident, but how how much you were looking forward to this period, and it was kind of the period for your team to prove themselves and show you that you know that early season form against the kind of bottom bottom teams wasn't just wasn't just that kind of you beating the the easy games, getting them out of the way, hasn't quite worked out that way. But um, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Lovely, Timpson. T- two Chelsea fans on on a week where Chelsea has lost. Lewis, Ellis, this is, this is... I'll tell you what, we need to get Meads and Dan out of here and just put these two in uh, permanently. (laughs) We haven't experienced this before. No. It's rare for us to get Chelsea represented when you guys haven't won a game. And a Discord as well, Mariah. Wow. What hell of a weekend. Merry Christmas, eh? Uh, So, Timpson, how's it going, bro? Yeah, good. Uh, Ready to share my pain. Yeah, yeah, I can hear it in your voice, man. I tried to get you to have a shot of hello before the... The, the pod started, but apparently you've suddenly gone teetotal. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, Owen, how's it going, man? Yeah, man. I was having some legit tech issues just now. Not forced, not trying to swerve <laughs> out of the pod or anything. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just came fresh out of the game to record this pod with you lovely people. <laughs> Mike, uh, you, Owen, you see your mic? You see the mic? It just plugs into the computer. Like, yeah, next time. Just bear that in mind next time, right? That's what you want to do that. It, it works. Tried that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Tried that, bro. <laughs> Uh, tried it, tried it. Uh, Ellis, how's it going, bro? All is well, sir. All is well, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, for the most part, enjoying life quite a bit these days, aren't you? Yeah, man. Top of the league and all that, man. Nothing happy. Nothing happy. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, before we start, <laughs> um, like Lewis mentioned, it's been, a, it's been a weekend of bows and hello, brothers. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, that means Discord. Our Discord live community continues to pop. Uh, even more so at a time like this when everybody's at home and everybody's able to enjoy. And it's been a weekend where all the top teams have seemed to have got an egg on their faces at some point, uh, all the top teams. So, yeah, if, if you're about, you want to listen, sign up to the Discord community. It's free. We've got the different spaces for the different teams. If you like other sports, we've got Courtside Fracker on there. We've got Pit Stop Fracker on there. So, yeah, literally sign up, have it just on your on your phone, and you get a little notification when the blood of your enemies is, is running and you can just uh, come in and enjoy. Obviously, the YouTube continues to pop. Uh, all the club pods at this point, I think, bar a couple, are all um, streamed live the evening the evening before they come out. So uh, if you sign up to the uh, YouTube, you subscribe to YouTube, you're able to watch the club pods live as they're being recorded. You're able to ask questions, engage with the panel, uh, but then others will probably just like to listen to it in the morning. That's fine. But yeah, while you're there, subscribe to YouTube. And finally, Patreon. Touch of goodness, you lot are killing the Patreon. I feel like you're putting out a piece every other day. Yeah, you're putting out a piece every other day. Uh, Copping boys, lovely. Putting out a piece, it feels like every day. There's always some sort of reaction to some sort of game. Um, you even did one today, which shows that at least there's a bit of consistency. You're not just trying to, you're not just trying to spaz on us. Um, cool. And those of you who are Mugger patrons, got, got a few things coming for you uh, in the pipeline this week. Um, so... Before we start, Owen, let's talk about Fanslide. So Fanslide, they're our partners. It is an... Mm. Uh, I played it a couple of times today. I played it for the uh, Spurs game. And I also played it for the earlier game. Really good, man. Really good. How have you found it? I had quite a lot of fun. Um, I played it yesterday and today. I've still got a little bit of beef with your boy because I knew United would start well yesterday. Putting Rashford for the first 20 minutes and he misses a sitter, scores in the 23rd minute or 22nd odd. But I brought it back. 
I brought yeah. it back. Like I had to rely on some other boys instead as soon as Perez came on, whacked him and Vardy up there times two, times three. Got some nice points there. Um, I did well on the Liverpool game earlier as well. Mm. Like I gambled. I rinsed Mane and Sali, uh, Mane and Salah early doors. Um, I nearly got in the money. I finished 11th in the in the whole world on that one. Well done. Uh, nearly got me some five nugs. Just had Marnie um, in from the start and rode it out from there, really. Yeah, F- F- Finland. I-, I did all right in the Liverpool game as well. Would have been nice if Salah had mm. done something. That-, that would have probably got me some points. Yeah. So thank you for that, I didn't do Salah. too well in the Tottenham game, but we move. Yeah, we move. Thank you for that, brother Salah. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. I won't say mm-hmm. too much more about it. Um, the next game that's coming up is the Chelsea and Aston Villa game tomorrow. So sign up. The app is called Fanslide. I'll be on there. Owen will be on there. Lewis uses it as well. Um, it's an opportunity just to do that fantasy stuff. You've got your 20 minutes segments where you pick different players. And at the end of the game, the players who have um, amassed the most points within the time period, you win. And like Owen said, the higher up you finish, there's an p- opportunity to win a money prize. So... With all that being said, I felt like I was talking for ages there. With all that being said, let's get into the reason why we're all here. Uh, this weekend's games, I love. I love this period because the games come through thick and fast. Um, I'll start with oh, Owen off the top of the head. I'll just randomly start with you, seeing as you uh, mentioned. That. I was, I was just being yeah, my off, warm selling there. Yeah, just, yeah have, a, have a bit, man. Drown your sorrows, mate. Cool. There Lovely. we go. Um, so it's a one-one draw. It's a one-one draw against uh, Wolves mm. uh, away from home. Uh, talk us through your thoughts going into the game, uh, your thoughts on the performance, and um, yeah, how you're feeling. Feeling a bit dejected, gutted. It wasn't a good lesson in pragmatism. I've got to say, like we, I usually um, think this is Mourinho's back, but we started off well. We started off well. Obviously, we got the goal not through any like good sustained play. It fell to Ndombele at the edge of the box. He finished it well. We, we started off bright, generally. like We had most of the ball and sustained pressure. And then after 20 minutes, we we just invited pressure on, as uh, as many people have warned us, the Mourinho teams do. But it was strange. We got into halftime uh, just by riding it out. We defended well. And then we get to the second half and we're still inviting pressure. Now, I'm all for... The pragmatism as long as we're kind of being a threat on the counter still I've never really been comfortable with the whole 0.00 xg type of play but we had uh, Harry Winks come into the team today for Sissoko for the purpose of actually getting on the ball recycling it helping helping our team counter so again we, we just weren't a threat on the counter at all the whole second half we never even looked like scoring against the team which looked like they were there for the taking it was very similar to to the Palace game we had recently where the opposition there for the taking but we just don't actively seek out the second goal well enough I'm still on the fence whether it's mostly Mourinho's approach or whether it was the players though because it wouldn't make sense for them to not instruct them to still be a threat on the counter but Winks coming in today he was very, very poor. And um, we've over relied on Kane and some recently. They were both poor, especially Kane, um, which is a sad sight. And overall, it was just it was a weak performance. It was very, very weak. Yeah, I think you've summed it up pretty well there. Um, you're talking about a wall side that um 
well, including today's game, they've got 15 games in uh, 15 goals in 15 games. Um, they mm. very, very rarely score over two goals in a game. Um, so this was a game where if you probably did get that second goal, that, that would have been it for you. Um, at the moment, your form your form isn't very good. Obviously, you, you did very well, and us Manchester United fans were being reminded that we were the reason why Jose Mourinho didn't work, do well. Alexis Timpson, you also know the man very well. Um, Alexis, when you watch uh, Spurs, what similarities do you see with Chelsea teams of old? Under um, we had more quality all around the squad and usually when you have more quality the individual brilliance comes through at the end so you will get an extra goal one or two from there and you could defend I think it's just the individual brilliance of, of our defenders you have Terry and Carvalho Ashley Cole Ferreira defending and then this first side the players are nowhere near that level but at the same time I just think football's evolved as well you can't park the bus anymore that way Especially playing against Wolves. They're like four-play FC, if you know what I mean. Like They've got Prodens, Neto, Adama. They all can beat a man off the dribble by themselves. And it's just the worst thing to just isolate one-on-one consistently. You're just riding your luck. And the goal came at the end. So I think it's mm. Mourinho's whole day. I don't think it's the players. That was the annoying thing from the approach as well. Like we we do see we were doing quite well at knocking isolated one v one via their fair players, but we were inviting the pressure through the set pieces again, and it it was another set piece. And we 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 were saying it in the Discord before everyone flooded in and joined, but we were like we're going to concede the set piece if we keep on inviting this pressure. Yeah, it, I think it played into your hands that there was no Jimenez as well because there were so many crosses from the amount of time yeah, they got so to the byline was... and crossed it. Yeah, and Fabio missed that chance as well. I don't know how they paid forty million for him. By the way, like he's yeah, so he's, raw, you can just tell. Yeah, he's got some developing to do. Timson, what did you think of the game? Yeah, I thought um, staple um, staple of a Mourinho team is that they were very very organised. Um, you could see everybody was well drilled in what they had to do, not just um, as a defensive shape in general, but when certain players got on the ball. So um, for me personally, Ben Davis is an average Premier League defender. And I think he's just occupying a squad position until um, Dennis Serkin gets enough experience to come and take his place. So when he was one-on-one with, well, when he was faced up against Adama Traore, you could see um, you could see that um, there was a couple of players backing him up. So if Adama Traore had, had a bit about him, he'd be able to move the ball a bit. He'd be able to kind of, try and beat him on the dribble quicker before he had that support and Ben Davis is although I called him average he knew to get his body in front of Adama Traore and there was this one time when he drew a foul which was very soft yeah yeah I mean this Wolves team they've been about for a bit a bit now and they seem to know how to get results keep it tight at the back and, and use that attacking quality um, and they'll end up being a top eight top six team in a, in a good season um all right, can I just say I'm tired of this slippery arm you, bruv. It's a Dama Traorega. I'm tired of him, man. All this running past the fullback to then cross it into the stands. Like, when is enough enough? Like, when? When are you going to add end product to your game? He hasn't scored a goal this season, nor has he assisted. Yeah, it's not. It's a mad record. Like, he ain't, he ain't scored or assisted in ages. What, I think it's 18 league uh, games. Wow. Last season, he was putting up numbers, though. Was he? Nah, he got four goals last year. No, but that's I mean, the that's thing. The point that he was creating, and I think what he does, he creates a lot of dangerous situations. And you have to remember, 
teams tend to always send multiple men at him. So when he is smart enough to kind of like get the get the players near him and then give it off to other players, his presence creates space on the pitch for others and it makes it easy. Easy there with the bottles there, Owen. Um his presence <laughs> is that a draw? <laughs> bro. <laughs> create create space for the others. But rightly so, he, he should have the lights on him to some extent because um, a lot of fans of the bigger teams and Elijah from Muga will attest. He was telling us if you can't get Sancho in, get a Dharma Traore in. Like, so I don't even think he's better than he's not better than Greenwood. Then who? Greenwood. Am I cutting out? Uh, it might just be my end. You know how I do. You know yeah, how yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Ethernet. Yeah, don't 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 mention Greenwood that oh it's even better than Greenwood. Anyway. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna do that. This no can, can I just can I also just point out that I did mention that this brand of football under Jose is completely unsustainable. unsustainable yeah? yeah, you can't score a goal after a minute and then defend for the rest of the game. You can't allow teams to have seventy percent of the ball and try and sucker punch teams with two shots. It doesn't work. It's not good. Well, it might work for your odd couple games against crap teams like us, but it's not going to work over a 38 game season. So, so one win, I agree. One win in the last six. Um, Ellis, you, you've heard a few names mentioned as potential rivals to yourselves. See, they came, they came to Anfield, got swiftly dealt with. Um, any advice to brother Owen, uh, and brother Mourinho as, as they negotiate this difficult period? Boy, just... Focus on that cup one, cup one. <laughs> <laughs> Focus on that Carabao Cup, yeah. Yeah, just put all your eggs in that and the Europa League because, uh, <laughs> like, like we said, I don't think his tactics for the modern day Premier League is not sustainable. This is not two thousand and four. Um, he doesn't have, well, he does have a lot of quality up front. Um, but like today, you can't score after a minute, then sit back against Wolves. Like, take the game to them, and he done that against Liverpool. He came out the game saying that he thought the better team lost, which was a lie. Didn't do much. Courts on a counter. So, but um, yeah, man, focus on that cut run, man. That's that's gonna be your best bet this season. Oh wow! Thank but you me. know what though, I, I will say one thing: other players need to step up. It can't always be Kane and Son. Like Birdwine, I'm still waiting for him to see what he's made of. You always have the Lamellas. That, like other players have to play their role because mm. teams will just start marking Son and Kane. And then just you live with that, the other player. That third player, and I guess for them, it, they were probably looking at Bergwijn, probably hoping Bell could chip in here and can chip in here and there. Uh, and the ghost of Deli Ali. And I think Bergwijn's doing mm, what, just Deli. Bergwijn's doing what he's told in regards to being a defensive winger. I mean, there's a reason why Gareth Bell, um, on his day, he's got excellent quality, but he can't be trusted in Mourinho's um, tactical games. Like against Chelsea, he was never seeing pitch because he couldn't be trusted from a tactical perspective. Bervine was basically a secondary left back. Yeah, I think potentially. Scary stuff. The thing is with Bergwijn, he doesn't make the best, for me anyway, Owen, you can let us know or let me know if you disagree. I feel like he doesn't, then make the best of the attacking situations that he gets into. Obviously, I've, I've had Mourinho, and I know that every attacking scenario you get into is a blessing. So you have to use them with as much efficiency as you possibly can. And I don't think I don't think Bergeron has done that. And I don't think he's quite nailed down that position on the right-hand side. What do you think, Owen? I think he's, he's been a gradual process. We've been talking about him a lot in um, 
in the group chat quite recently where he has been asked to do the dog work essentially while still being an attacking threat in a sense and against against Chelsea and against Liverpool it was it was a case where he was actually our best attacking player all round he just hasn't put that proverbial cherry on top yet um we're still holding a bit of pain well I'm personally still holding a bit of patience for him because I've seen enough in his general performances that he's getting in these attacking positions while still doing this dog work that he can still build on that but we we do need to see more from him at this point especially now where uh, Kane and Son are, are currently underperforming agreed um they were they were what I read everything I read everything I saw is Son was outperforming his XG by by miles and has been doing so for the last few years um you guys on Touchdown Hotspurs made didn't make the error of sticking your necks out and saying we're title challenges. I think there's a history of the Tottenham and you know that. Um, but with everything... I just remember Tot- that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and everything I was that- waiting for that quote to come at some at every- point. At everything, you- had to be. everything you've seen recently, um, what are your expectations for Spurs for the rest of the season? Like, like I'm not... I think all the teams are going to have periods like this where they have a stretch of bad results and stuff. So there's nothing to get too down about. But what are your expectations for Spurs for the rest of the season? Yeah, it was one of those where we 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 were speaking and like it was before the Man City game. We had a run of fixtures leading to Wolves, and we were saying we can only really take ourselves seriously if we get at least 14, 15 points. We've got um, nine from those fixtures out of fourteen, so. Realistically, we only can really stick our necks. I would say we should be getting top four and hopefully a trophy. Like I wouldn't take the Carabao over top four if it was like a choice between the two. But I mean, we're in the semi-final of the Carabao. I think we can. Like I did look down on it for a while, then I realised, okay, Man City kind of used that and made it their niche in a sense to plateau them to then go on to win the league, etc. Hopefully we can do that. Um and just get in top four. That can be the realistic aim. Maybe even the Europa League as well. Yeah, yeah. But it. I love the way football has changed where Spurs fans are looking down at the Carabao Cup when they've won one trophy in my lifetime. <laughs> I love there it. Like... <laughs> yeah, who's saying that? Uh, Alexis is saying that Chelsea fan. I mean, what Spurs fans? Oh, I guess maybe you. (laughs) Just pin it on it. I have to front it. (laughs) Maybe you, I'm not sure. Uh, The face of the Tottenham. Yeah, we love it. Okay, Um, we'll go on to uh, another game, the earlier game today. Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool! Liverpool! (laughs) Liverpool. (laughs) To quote Ellis. Uh, Ellis. uh... (laughs) Should have gone to triple plat. Yeah, yeah. 1-1 today against uh, West Brom. Uh, talk us through it, bro. Um, started well, started quick, got the goal within 12 minutes. Had majority of the ball line, share of it in the first half, made a few decent opportunities. Um, I think I came on the Discord and we had to correct Marco. Yeah, no, don't think about it. Came on the Discord. I, I was there. Very vocal. You, asked, oh, you so had to correct Marco. Yeah. Where have I heard that from before? Listen, he came on the Discord. Asked me, <laughs> they asked me how my Christmas was. Um, it was good. I was wondering. No, no, it, your was, it was good. Uh, even, I've known you for a few years. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. Marco, 
multiple platforms you could use to ask me how my Christmas was. You chose Discord at half time of the Liverpool game. Um, but you didn't come back at, at full time. That that was what was weird to me. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe left over, left over Christmas food. Leftover Christmas food. You don't know me, man. Yeah, we, we know the vibe. So yeah, so you, you talk us through the rest of the first half, Anders. Yeah, so we made a few opportunities, crosses um, from the full backs as we do. Um, West Brom, six at the back, four, four in front of them. Very tight unit, very organised. Um, we know what Big Sam's about. Um, I think the first half, they sat, they, sat, they sat back. I think they were just trying to gauge where we were at. We didn't make anything clear cut. The forwards didn't didn't really penetrate the the, what, the little spaces in behind. So um, I feel that 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 really uh, set us back. So they came into the second half, then West Brom started to attack a bit more. I think they they smell a bit of blood. But then again, I was saying in the group chat of Copping, even if you're wondering what you're not really chasing it, so just control the narrative. Um, West Brom are not gonna play slick passing football and, and and make many chances so just just control that ball and and we didn't do that we was launching the ball into the area hopelessly crosses from deep um Robert Silva putting a few balls in Trent crossing inshallah you know the vibes but then I was thinking that there was no really there's not much need for it because I know we're trying to get the second goal but there isn't a rush because we're in the lead we're in control just continue to control it um, we got up to that 75 minutes. Then uh, Curtis Jones made an error. He tries to dribble into the middle. Damn, Curtis. Yeah, it's li- literally, man. Damn, Curtis. He tried to go dribble into the middle of the pitch, um, tried to do a blind pass to Fabinho. That was deflected. Went out for a corner. Then they scored from the resulting corner. So now Liverpool have to try to chase it and get the goal. Nothing was really connecting. Because West Brom are now six at the back, four in front of them, organised again. You know, blocking our spaces. So it, it was a bad day at the office. Nothing to uh, cry about, but we're moving it. Get yeah, you're, 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 mm, so you're pretty calm, aren't you? I mean, you you surveyed the landscape and you, you don't really see any of the other teams as being as, as good as yourselves. Um, mm, yeah, unfortunately. The only team... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, lads. Eight to eight. Sorry, lads. I've watched you all and it's not really that. Like, I can't really see any, anyone. Apart the only team, obviously, like we said, is Man City because over the over that 24 months, 36 months anyway, last three seasons, they're the only team that can conjure up 10, 10 games in a bounce and win them all without conceding a goal or that 13 games in a bounce. So that's the real worry there. But everyone else is, everyone is at a point where they're just trying to make things work. Oh, still at the wheel. Yeah, I mean, it depends what, what the vibe is. If his job's on the line, in it, I'll start doing his Which direction he's driving in, yeah. <laughs> uh, Arsenal's Arsenal, Spurs, history, Chelsea. I don't know. So the big clubs are at a transition point, at, at a point where I don't think they're going to have enough to try and challenge Liverpool's and Man City. But yeah, today was a bit shit. Move again, man. Yeah. Um, Timson. Caught the Liverpool game today. Uh, what, what were your What were your thoughts? Um, one question: um, Was it a secret, or did everybody know Reese Williams has zero pace? <laughs> I don't even know who Reese Williams is. I can't lie to you. Before today, well, I saw a, I saw no Williams. One, no no, I saw what two Williams brothers on the pitch, or whatever. One of the two <laughs> Williams brothers on the pitch. I didn't know who who these men were. The yeah. way that the way the West Brom forward literally just like. If yeah. he was seeing it as a sprint and Williams was 
taking it like it was a 400. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, no. He's more, he's more of a in the air type of defender. And someone was telling me in my group chat that, yeah, you can work on his pace. I was like, fam, you haven't got pace, you haven't. Mm. I always got to work on it. Maybe the first 10 yards, they're explosiveness. But but even so, quicker players are going to catch him. He's, he's, yeah, a lack of places. Um, a bit more fair, he was playing at Kidderminster Harriers last season, man. Like, let's... Yeah, so that, that's, that's his bread and butter. In the air, he's a physical <laughs> defender. Yeah, that's what he likes. He likes the ball in the air. He's a physical fan. He's gonna, he's gonna win balls in the air. He's gonna win a lot of headers. But um, he's a good footballer, but he's just not quick. I think Liverpool no, no. need to address that definitely. Um, you play with a high line the way you guys do. Yeah, yeah, man. Went down with another injury. Um, are you expecting thing. to bring somebody in in January? We have to. If we don't, that will be complacent, and um, Liverpool will have to suffer there. Whatever comes their way, we have to because. We don't know how Van Dijk and Gomez are going to react from long-term injuries. Matip plays one game injured for the next four, so they need to bring in a top-quality defender just to um, help us out there, man. It has to. That has to be a priority. When you say top quality, how? What range? What price range? You're talking top class, forty millions, or a lot well, lower? Yeah, if you have to do that, do that, man. Do that because I can't see Matip staying longer than. Next season, I, I envisage his next season will be his last season if we don't get rid in the summer. So you might as well just invest in that, get a top player. Um, okay, get Joe Gomez out, yeah? Not necessarily, man. You're allowed to have more than one top player. I mean, obviously, I don't know about Arsenal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they've got, they got, they got the defenders loading. Don't you worry. About <laughs> Actually, we should get him. We should, we I was going to ask, do you want him on loan? <laughs> Train him up a bit for us, yeah. Train him up a bit. I love him, um, but yeah, they do definitely need to. Might as well spend the money. Spend the money because that defender you're gonna get is gonna be there for the next four, or five season seasons. And don't, and also Van Dyke is about what, 29, going to 30. So he's gonna, is he? Uh, yeah, he's about 29. So um, yeah, invest in that. Yeah, he only started playing football at 27, so, you know. There's, you know. Uh, Timson, it seemed like you were going to ask a question there to Ellis, or you had a point you wanted to get across. Yeah, I just wanted to say, obviously, there's bargains to be had um, with the whole French league and how they fumbled their, obviously, TV rights. So a lot of teams are going to be going broke and needing to um, sell assets to keep the lights on. So there's bargains to be had there. So you'll see, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see quite an influx of French transfers in January and in the summer. So that might be something... Um, that might be something worth looking at. In terms yeah, of football as a whole, um, I feel like um, Big Sam, that is textbook Big Sam in terms of frustrating the opposition. Furlong, or whatever his name is, he did a job on Sadio Mane. And for me, um, he requires much more attention than Mo Salah because I feel like Mo Salah is probably more straightforward to defend. Like... Mane, uh, Mane is probably like Mane can punish you in the blink of an eye um, in regards to literally just a lapse in communication between um, Ajay and I think it was Furlong himself in terms of yeah. who's picking up Mane and yeah, Mane that exploited that boom. I do not know if uh, Mo Salah has the quick thinking and the acumen to take advantage of, to spot the gap and take advantage of it with, with that much pressure on him. Uh, there's an argument to be had, but I mean like, most times stats speak for themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't score that many goals. No, 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 no obviously no. That like there's an argument to be had, but you won't be having it with me. To be <laughs> you know what I mean, the, the goal speak for itself, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got 100 goals for Liverpool, so he, he knows where the goal is. Now. But, but 
when you say that money is very very sharp um, in the full process, like he's quick, always on his, always on his toes. Today, Furlong did really frustrate him. Um, it was grabbing him at every opportunity, just making it awkward for him, and, and that's what you do in football. Like, these big games, you just make it awkward for them. Like you can't let people have a free reign and, and the freedom of Anfield, and that, that's what they've done today. So fair play to like um, to Sam Allardyce. You had to get a result, and that's what he's done. I, I'm not really like begrudging his tactics because that's what they employed him to do: get us some points on the board and keep us in this league. And, and that's that's what he's done, man. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Shout out to Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea, putting a yeah, shift. yeah, he's decent a good, player, man. He's a good little player, man. Good little player, man. He yeah. played well today. He played well today. Man. He used um, the ball very well. Do you have space for him in your squad going forward? Do you think will you make space for him? Uh, yeah, I feel like space needs to be made. There's um, a little bit of deadwood in the midfield in terms of I feel like Kovacic is. Oh, we'll get we'll get onto it. We'll get onto you. You'll get onto the squad. You know what? You segued into it quite nicely. Um, <laughs> it's lovely. About the big game this weekend: uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea. When I spit bars in a rave, Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, Timson, since I got you on the mic, um, yeah, talk to me about your, your, your thoughts, about your performance, and some of that dead wood. All right. Um... From the kickoff, I feel like the players just weren't at the races. Um, I looked at the lineup and I saw Arsenal's um, youthful attack with Martinelli, Saka, and Emil Smith Rowe. And I was actually more worried about them than I would have been had a Nicolas Pepe, a Bamiang, and probably not a Bamiang, but if a, if a Willian and a Nicolas Pepe had played. Um, because these young guys, they're hungry and they're ready to work. They're not like a Reese Nelson or a Willock who's been in the side long enough and they're quite comfortable with their position in the Europa League. These guys were ready to work. Um, and we just weren't at the races. Then if you watch the match of the day, it was clear as day that um, our, our wingers killed us in regards to Werner refusing to track back. 23 seconds in, he he doesn't track Bellerin, and you can see, and I, I tweeted, oh my gosh, it's going to be a long night because the wingers don't feel like tracking. You see it for the penalty, um, the penalty incident, Werner has no clue where Kieran Tierney is, even though Reece James, so Reese James has to push across. And in, t- in, in a situation like that, you kind of should be letting the man go if he's beating you um, up all, up against all ends. Um, then for the third goal, Pulisic is not tracking again. Um, it's just far too easy. Um, and we just weren't at it, apart from probably a Hudson-Odoi. Um, apart from a Hudson-Odoi, when he came on and some people say Pulisic, but I don't think Pulisic was um, anything to write home about either. Yeah, I saw, I saw a, a, a Pulisic comp uh, on my timeline. Which hey, I turned him worse than Arsenal fans with that comp. 
<laughs> Bro, one, of the, one, of, one of the clips he's getting tackled like how <laughs> you're getting People tackled just anything in there, yeah days. yeah I mean you, you know quite a bit you, about... you know a compilation's bad where they've got um, where, where they use up some of the time as uh, you know when the player gets substituted off <laughs> yeah, they put yeah, that clip yeah. in there as well they're just trying to take up time like, yeah. <laughs> add a few seconds onto it go on and then I'm just it, like if you I just feel like um, he's he's still riding the wave, Pulisic in particular. He's still riding the wave off his post-lockdown form. Um, eight goals, um, sorry, four, eight games, four goals, four assists. Um, completely ignoring the 16 games before that where he got five goals and what, three assists or something like that. Um, and then this season, whatever he's put out is... Man, it's not lockdown form, but he's riding the wave because of that lockdown form. Oh, he's our best winger, blah, blah, blah. And to the point where people are making excuses for him, where he's terrible on the right. Um, he doesn't produce anywhere near as much as the left. And I know some players are favourable, but the drop-off is so big. And everybody, instead of instead of acknowledging that fact that the drop-off when he plays on the right-hand side is, is disparaging, um, people are like, oh, why has Frank played him on the left? To try and get the best out of Timo Werner, who's probably more likely to get a goal, um, as a as a, as a as a forward, but when but I, I disagree with you on that though, you know, like whilst I think he there is a disparity once he goes to the right, there's one issue we don't play towards him enough. They give Timo the ball forty yards from goal, and he can't even dribble at this moment in time. Like he's a goal scorer. Get in the box and get your cutbacks and shoot on sight. Every time Pulisic got the ball, he was causing issues by running in. The problem is we weren't giving him the ball. Like, I think it was in the first half, he went on a few mazy runs. Jacka brought him down. Then El Nene was, like, tackled him to the ground. He was causing a lot of issues. But the problem is, we weren't going to it. And, I don't see that. Go on, you know, go see, man, I, I do. And then, what, I don't like... What, watch the compilation again. You'll see, like, in terms of first half compilations in that, like, two-minute video. He touches the ball three times. He he makes a progressive uh he makes a progressive dribble into the box on two separate occasions. Gets tackled for a third for a third in that highlight of the first half. Hudson Adoy, who prefers that left hand side as well, um you can't say that they're deferring to they're deferring to him over Starboy Pulisic or Timo Werner when he's on the left. But he was still a bigger he was still more influential in that game on the right hand side. Bro, right. you know my my view on Hudson. Like, I think Hudson should be playing. Especially like with our wingers options, there's a clear favorite. He just doesn't fancy him for Lampard. And I think the biggest issue with Chelsea is Tammy can't create nothing for himself. Werner can't create nothing for himself. That midfield three can't create nothing for themselves. Like we have no creativity, and that sounds crazy when you got Havertz on the bench. Like mm. it just yeah, it, does, it doesn't work. Yeah, don't, yeah we won't, we won't mention him. Um, I was gonna <laughs> ask you guys. Um, after the game, Frank was pretty critical of the players uh, and their application to, to the game. Um, it's not something I've not heard from him before. It seems that when backs are against the wall, he does tend to kind of put them under a, under the bus a, a bit more than you usually hear from most managers. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, that um, tactic from Lampard? And do you see the players respond to that? Well, I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, it's not me. All I'm saying is you hooked Werner because you see he was not tracking his fullback. And surely you tell your winger coming on and your winger that's staying on, make sure you track your fullbacks. But Pulisic is jogging for the third goal. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to jog a little bit. We might get the ball out, be in a better position to cheat a little bit going forward. Like, come on. 
you need to be putting the fear of God in these players at half time to make sure that they don't make, commit these tactical errors like for the second half. Yeah, How about you, Alex? What are your thoughts? I don't think they're respecting. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I think there are certain experienced players where it will come into their head, like, what have you achieved? And he's talking about complacency and, like, they didn't turn up. It's your job to make them turn up. At what the end number? of the day... Go on, Alexis. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, he's the manager. When we win, everyone says, oh, he's a great manager. He's better than Oli and Arteta. Like, that's an achievement. When we lose, like, we have to accept it. I don't think he's good enough. The right time is now to make a change. But... They're not gonna like the club won't do it because it's the easy manager to have in charge right now. They're running off like a good wave with him. They're like, oh, there's a feel good factor around the club. The f- match going fans are all happy. So yeah, it's, it's just stupid. It's sick and tired of it, really. But you say that Roman has shown a track record since he's come in that if it does not smell right, he gets rid. I think what probably I would agree with is that. Lampard is probably getting a, a longer leash than most because of A, being a club legend, and B, just factoring in the fact that it's a new bunch of players. Um, but I think if Roman sees, like, in a couple of months, it still isn't going where he wants it to go, he'll pull the plug. I don't think he'll hesitate. Bro, he sacked Di Matteo after winning the Champions League, I think, with three <laughs> months later. Like, th- this is a big leash. And his, like, experience is three years, like... I don't think this is acceptable. What other job are you going to come in when you've had three years or less experience and you go to the top 20 jobs in that industry? Like, that's what yeah, Chelsea is. Does Roman even care about Chelsea anymore, man? It's top, it's top 10. Can't even get a visa at the moment. Like. million into, the, into his club. Like. Bro, he made Lampard manager. Does he really care? <laughs> like, does yeah. he actually care? Obviously the and, as a, and as a result, Lampard has um, kind of, you know, in his first season and it's the first spell, when it went, when things were going good, he unified a very fractured fan base because Maurizio Sarri, like he very much divided the fan base massively. Um, so he brought that and bringing through the young players as well. Um, how many? That's hundreds of millions of, of potential uh, of pounds that we've saved, that we've made, um, that we saved by bringing those through. I mean, Reese James um, coming through has saved us from spending however much we plan to buy on Hakimi. Like an article on the Athletic said, we we'd been uh, he'd been a long term target. Like we'd spoken to the player, his agent, he was happy. Reese James comes through. We have no need for Hakimi anymore. So that's like at least 40, 50 million saved. Um, and not to not to not to even mention the potential pipeline of players like a Jamal Musiala who's tearing it up at Bayern Munich, or a Hudson Odoi who could have bounced to Bayern Munich already. They've seen that pipeline um, to the first team, and more players will stay, and will be able to recruit more players as a result of having that first team opportunity. He's also he's also unified. Um, sorry, the rest of the club with the first team because Chelsea- like you like him a bit, Timson. I'm not happy. I'm not happy because my favorite player in the current squad is Callum Hudson Adoy, and he's doing my dog Callum very, very dirty. I'm just saying, like, give credit where credit's due in the sense that Chelsea is a world class organization from um, just beneath the first team down in terms of their scouting, their, mar- their, marking, their marketing, and just how they run as a business. It just becomes disjointed because they bring in the manager whose philosophy and outlook is completely different to the rest of the club. And it just it just doesn't it, it, it just doesn't merge, as opposed to Lampard's come in, he's brought in two um 
coaches who've won many things with the under-23s and the under-18s. And he's just kind of, um, he's, he's brought a harmony and a unity to the, to the club as a whole, but he's not without his faults. I mean, tactically, you need to raise your hands and say, I got some things wrong. Even his, even, his, even his substitutions, I didn't think were meh. Like, I could understand bringing in Jorginho to kind of get more control. Um, but starting Kovacic was a bit, starting Kovacic was a bit meh. He doesn't give you anything um, in the attacking phase. Mason Mount has only scored one goal this whole, se this whole season as well. So um, we were devoid of creativity in, um, we're devoid of creativity as a midfield three. And without Hakim Ziyech, we're terrible in terms of creating anything. So um, he's got, yeah. So he's very much he's very much at fault for things as well. But I just want to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, but when we and the worst thing is like, let me add to that. When we chase a game, it is chaos. Like you'll be crossing the ball into one player in the box, and that's Kante. Like, and it's like, what are you doing? There's no logic to this. There's 45 minutes left. We know Arsenal have a leaky defense. Like. Approach the game with some organization, but we're throwing going gung ho and they would get caught on the counter attack. Like Timson said, players aren't tracking back, and it just stinks of a manager that's inexperienced, never been in that position. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not one of those fans that wants to sit and wait for five years for Frank to maybe potentially win us a Carling Cup or a Europa League. Like, I want a proper manager, we've got a great squad that could be competing for a title this year. Yeah. I'm watching Owen Lewis and Ellis and they're all grinning. Uh, but Lewis, you've been patient for, for long enough, sir. Um, talk about it. I mean, you're much maligned manager. You know me, regular listener of Touchy Gunas. Uh, you guys, you. Your you guys are starving. Your brothers are starving. Mm. Uh, I think you probably went into this game and you weren't expecting to do anything, to be honest with you. But you've come out of that with a free one. Talk about um, the positives, what you liked and what you're hoping to see going forward as a result of that game. First of all, I just wanted to ask Alexis um, that, that uh, Chelsea uh, Arsenal uh, eleven that you put together on Twitter is that does that still remain the same? Does it? Hundred percent. Okay. None of your youth players will still get in if we. We'll take Arteta though. I'd rather have Arteta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you want Arteta. Yeah, he might be available in a few months. No, I think Miguel Aziz. I think he's a baller. Oh God, he's probably like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Talk us through the game. Well, yeah, like you said, I was a bit, I was pessimistic going into the game. Um, but I, I, I liked, I liked uh, the concoction of youth that we played. Um, it was a blessing that Willian is out. I don't know if he's got COVID or whatever, but I was so glad I didn't see him in the team. So whether that kind of... Wait, 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 Lewis. What? It's a blessing that a man has COVID. Well, no, I, I hope he's all right. I had the disclaimer that those are the opinions of Lewis and not the opinions of... The no, I'm, I, 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 I hope he's all right, but, you know... Mm, even that didn't sound convincing. So. so once again, I will add that those are the opinions <laughs> of Lewis and they reflect Lewis and not to touchline media group. Thank that's you. That, that's right. Don't you worry about it. But anyway, I was glad he weren't playing. And... Um, yeah, there was something like there was something quite revitalizing about the the team, and and we you could see from the first minute we just were so hungry for the for the win. And I hate being I am a bit of a passion merchant, but I don't like showing it on on the podcast. So, um, like you could just tell that the energy me, was we there. Tell. We can still tell you. So yeah, yeah, you can tell. Job. That's good. That's good. You could just tell that the energy was there, and we were like first at every ball. You know, I wasn't really worried about what anything Chelsea were doing. I didn't. I didn't really feel 
Like until um, Cho came on, I didn't really feel like Chelsea did anything. And I felt like we were by far the better team. And even though our goals came, came from, like we're, we're struggling, right? We, 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 don't cons- we don't score goals from open play. And yesterday we scored two from open play, uh, two from uh, set pieces or whatever, and one from open play. And, um, but we, we created a lot more chances than we usually do. I think Marcelli missed a good chance. Emil Smith-Rowe missed a good chance. So it was, it was good to see that the kids were, um, were uh, putting, putting something together on the pitch that, you know, some of these experienced lads, you know, that we've got from Chelsea that have, uh, have failed to do, you know. We don't want to be a retirement home, you know. So hopefully that we won't see William too much going forwards and we can let, the, we can let my boy Emil Smith-Rowe prosper, you know. He is my boy now, by the way. Yeah, there was quite, a, there was outrage from the rest of the touchy gooners when you, you tried to hatch onto... Uh, Emil's um Emil's wagon, um, yeah. but you know it's good, it's good to see some some positives. So, do you think yesterday's performance was more about Chelsea being poor, or was it about you guys really just playing well? Or no, playing so well? I think I think um what we saw yesterday was a a, a a Arteta reverted back to what we had done when he first came came to the club. Right, we played a four two three one. Um, and we we used Emil Smith Rowe as a ten, and what we had seen basically for the whole of this season is this tactic of funneling the ball wide, and that's why we were you know we were just getting into position where we just fling crosses in, and I, for the life of me I couldn't understand it because you've got I don't like Willian I think I think he's come here on a jolly up but even if you were to play Willian centrally it'd be a lot better than what we were seeing from him uh, out wide. And we just had no centrality to our play. Everything was down the wings, everything. And that wasn't how we were when um, Arteta first came in. Obviously, we had Ozil when Arteta came in. It wasn't great. It wasn't spectacular. We weren't like this amazing offensive side, but we had elements of control over games. We created more chances and we were um, we were just a lot better overall. When Ozil came in outside. We changed. We went. We we went to this like free, free four three or whatever it is that that we were playing, and um, it worked to a certain degree. And then, but uh, as you've seen over time, we've we've really struggled to create chances, and teams have cottoned on and just forced us wide. They know we we can't hurt them out wide. So, just adding Emil Smith Rowe in the middle made a massive difference because he wasn't even he wasn't even spectacular yesterday. He was probably the best midfielder on the pitch, but he didn't do anything remarkable. He just receiving in half spaces, turning, driving into play, passing it quickly. And simple things like that, people don't recognise that just simple things like that can really get a team going, get you, get, get you up the pitch. And if you're getting players like Martinelli on the ball, um, Saka, Saka's got quality, Martinelli's got quality. If you're getting them players in dangerous positions, then they can hurt you. So I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think... Um, we, uh, I don't, I don't know if we're at a turning point or, a, a, you know, a, a, a place where Arteta is going to turn it around or anything like that. But he just seemed to make decisions that were common sense yesterday and things that we've been calling for for a very long time. So I'm very reluctant to give him credit. I don't like giving people credit for things that they should have been doing months ago. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. relate to that. You know? That. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that was I, a I don't... must win as well, though. Like, Sorry. In a way, it felt like a must-win game for you guys. Like you came in where if I think if you lost, 
and it was like a convincing loss, he would have got sacked, right? Surely. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I, we're not we're not like we're not like you guys. We don't have strategies in place. We don't have plans in place for the future. We we react very slowly. It took us how many years did it take us to sack Wenger? Yeah, you're talking about leashes. I know Wenger had a very big leash. Yeah, obviously all the things that he achieved at the at the club and everything like that. Boom. But let's let's face it. Wenger should have been gone what three, four years before he actually left. Then you've had Emery, which who overstayed by at least at least a year. Yeah, he he overstayed his welcome by at least a year. So we, we don't move quickly on these things at all. And I, I, and and they they've invested a lot of time into Arteta. They 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 are they they've got this whole you know. Arteta plan, three-year plan, whatever. They'd be, I, I, I'd imagine they'd be very much stuck and wedded to that plan, despite unless results got so bad that we were literally in the relegation zone. I think what they, what the plan is, is they're going to back him in January with players. I'm not saying with money. I think they'll back him in January with players, and they'll get him some offensive options because what we have at the moment is not good enough, right? Like your Williams, uh, your Pepe's, just not cutting it. So they'll back him with some offensive options, probably Ericsson on loan or something like that. And if results don't turn around by like March, then I think they would sack him. But I didn't see any, I didn't see any way that we would sack Arteta. I mean, uh, even if we lost yesterday, we could have lost yesterday three 0 We, I don't think he would have got sacked. Fair enough. As poor as the performance was from um, Chelsea, um, you were a missed Jorginho penalty away from making it three two making the last uh, few minutes a, a bit of squeaky bum time. Um, Ellis, coming out, watching that game, looking at those uh, two teams going forward, um, what, what are you expecting from them over the next month or so? For uh, so Chelsea, just to, to get some results, um, I think Alex has said, well, that's, what, three defeats in the last four, you said? Yeah, yeah. three defeats. Uh, yeah, we're, we're looking for Lampard to just try to steady the ship. Um he needs to get the best out of Werner. He's got Werner out of the left wing. He's got him playing like a ringer. I understand getting him out on the left because him coming aside on his right foot is a season goal scorer. It's dangerous. But the approach play is not there. I can't see what they're doing. Him and Tammy are occupying the same spaces. Um, do you want Tammy to drop back, hold up the ball, allow Werner to go into those spaces? Maybe, I don't know. But sometimes when I look at Chelsea, it seems like they've bought a lot of players without a plan without knowing what to do with him. We've got Kai Havertz on the bench, 90 million. He's a difference maker. He's a key. He's someone that can open up defences. He's someone that looks to hold up the ball and make things happen. You're not playing him. I just think Lampard just needs to steady the ship. He needs to look for how, somehow, to just get the best out of certain players. I mean, um, Hassan Odoi came on uh, on the weekend and he looked he looked a fantastic player, man. He was really, really dangerous. He was really, really dangerous. He was taking Chelsea up the pitch, getting some crosses in. And the same for Arsenal, to be fair. I don't yeah, know if this, he, yeah, he was putting some crosses in, and obviously Tierney had him on lock, really. So he swapped his uh, sides. My boy Kieran Tierney, I need to drop that in. My boy Kieran Tierney. People, man, were calling him a Burnley level fullback. Fuck right off, mate. Yeah, fuck right off. My boy <laughs> Tierney. Yeah, I will. Nah, talk nah, to nah, nah. Anton, I will talk to you, Anton. Don't you dare come on Discord again talking shit. All right. I'm... Listen, no, nah, Hudson, Hudson had Hudson was giving him problems, though. Hudson was. Nah, it, what? He, what was he doing? Fab, he was. Oh, no, there was a time, the time he put him on his back still. No, he didn't. He gave him a little. Well, he gave him a little. <laughs> I mean... Listen, I like Cho, but Tierney had him up. Cho, Cho had to swap to the other to the other wing. 
to 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 go at Bellerin because he saw he saw Tierney. Shut and up, Lewis, up. Man. Lewis, He did. Up. Why did he stop wings up, then? Show's got nothing on my boy Bukayo Saka, man. See that, oh, see yeah. that quality finish. Did that goal, did he? Yeah, make- yeah. No, he didn't. Did Ronaldinho did. mean the free kick that he did? Of course, he fucked. Well, he did. Did. Come on, man. He didn't Genius. mean that goal. Genius works in mysterious ways. And, yeah, no, and I think I that. think Cho is Cho is better than Saka, to be fair. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts and now indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed's match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do right now indeed is offering our listeners a free 75 dollar credit to boost your job posts which means more quality candidates will see it fast try indeed out with a free 75 dollar credit at indeed.com slash blue isle this is their best offer available anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue isle offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply when i spit bars in a ring i'm gonna go hard last and tan- all right, so I uh, guess it's my goal. Uh, Manchester United, we drew 2 2 um, away at Leicester. Bruno FC drew 2 2 against yeah, Leicester. Yeah, it's a Bruno world and we're all just living in it. Um, living in it. Yeah. Unbelievable, Mariah, man. What? Like, Bruno. Like, he's just an enigma. <laughs> you know what? In, in 50 years' time, yeah, they're going to be doing like data studies, scientific studies on Bruno, on, on just trying to work this guy out. Everything he touches anything, just... I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Obviously, the guys who've watched him for um, longer have kind of been like, this is what he's about. But then the thought is obviously like, yeah, that's Portugal. When you come to England, it's not you're not going to be able to do that kind of game in, game mm. out, producing those kind of stats. But he's just kept it. He's just kept it moving. To, to talk about the performance and then to come back to Bruno... Um, Leicester are a team that we've done well against, really well against in the last two, three years. I think we've won our last five games and just uh, drawn the one. So Yeah, you beat them last last season to get into Champions League to then get knocked out in the group stages, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah comfortably. Yeah, uh, yeah. so um, going in, the thing about us is we're a vibes team and basically the players' performances dictate how we're going to play. So Oli will get them on the pitch and it just depends on how the players execute on the day to that will determine how we play. So you really can't tell how the game is going to go until the game starts. Um, so I wasn't sure. They've been up and down this season, uh, but they've pulled out some good results, some some bad results. But I thought on the balance, we'd probably sneak the win. Um, we started really well. Rashford's missed a brilliant chance, created by Bruno, obviously. Uh, a, a, a point blank header. But with Rashford, he does tend to miss his first chance. Uh, he manages to get a goal. Bruno assists. Um 
we then concede. Uh, Bruno has a part to play uh, in that. It was a calamity of errors, really. Yeah. So Maguire's cleared it. He hasn't cleared it as emphatically as he could have, but he's cleared it out of the danger area. The ball's come to Bruno, uh, could have held it up, could have passed it back, spun him behind his man, created space. Um, but he tries to, within his own half and within kind of 30 yards of his own goal, he tries to nutmeg the lesser player, gets mm. tackled. Uh, the ball then goes to Barnes. Uh, McTominay decides not to close him down. If you're not closing people down and protecting the back line, McTominay, why are you playing? Um, but he doesn't do that. Uh, Barnes gets closer to the goal and he lets a brilliant left-footed shot go in. Uh, let, lets it go from his foot and it goes in. De Gea of a few years ago probably gets a hand to that and keeps it out, but you know how, how De Gea does these days. Cool. We go in at 1-1. Don't really think it's deserved for them, but you know, if you're going to make three, four errors on the one play, you're going to, you're going to get punished for it. Anyway, the game is pretty cagey, um, the second half. Not many chances, not many chances. Um, we take off Martial, who, yeah, he's going through a, a poor period. He's doing that thing where he's playing really well. Uh, the thing that we criticise Firmino for, strikers playing well but not scoring, I don't really rate it. Um, I'm not going to make any... How many goals Martial got this season? Does he have five, maybe? In the league? Um, no, in the league, he's got like one or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very, it's very oh, bad. And it's uh, and we're on the twenty-seven. We're on December. No, no, batman has got a bit more than one. All okay, right, yeah, he's got yeah. one in ten, and he's got four in sixteen. Um, so again, more like Cho levels, yeah. Yeah, Cho don't play, so right. <laughs> don't really count. Cho, Cho, Cho's yeah. career, more like. Yeah, okay, guys. <laughs> Go jam bags. Let me let me finish talking about the game. Yeah. So, um, so uh, he he comes off. Cavani comes on. Uh, creates a chance, nice chance for Bruno, finishes it. Uh, and then um, you're thinking 10 minutes left, you're just going to see out the game now. Then we proceed to concede another goal. Um, silly defending. Iose Perez is on the right-hand side of the box. Um, Maguire and Bailly try and play him offside. He's onside. Um, Maguire doesn't protect the... Maguire goes to protect the near post, which fair enough. I don't mind him doing that because that's what he normally doesn't do and we tend to concede those goals when the ball gets played across the face of goal. But then the issue comes in where Bailly also goes to protect the near post. So then it gets cut back by Jose Perez and obviously we know Jamie Vardy's big game record uh, and he, he puts it in and it's too soon. And just the nature of the game, we created the better chances. Um, shit, shit. We, we, should be seeing that, we should be seeing that out and we should, we should be winning that. But listen... Who thought we who thought we'd be here, eh? Manchester United, uh, top three in the league, got a game in hand. I'm just at this point, um, Oli, I'm not for him, but he's managing to get results. So I'm just gonna ride the wave until he invariably gets gets sacked. Um, Owen, I know you're watching 12:30 kickoff Saturday, bright lights. Yeah, you don't know about them kickoffs. Um, what were your thoughts on our performance? I think he did enough to win the game. Um, how many goals has Rashford got this season in the league as well? Uh, he's got six, I believe. That was I was genuinely curious because he cost me money. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. Like that number nine spot is kind of there for the taking at United, and Rashford could have really nailed it down. He had two big chances. Like, I still don't know why he went just full. 99 shot power against Schmeichel for that second one-on-one. -on -one. Like he tends to miss his first chance, like you said, but that one would have would have sealed it out. Um again, like it was clear you set out to uh, nullify them, like Tielemans and Madison. Like I think you kept Madison quiet, but 
Tia Lemons was um, dictating the tempo really well. But again, like you created the better chances. Um, I'm just happy that it ended in a draw in the end. Like I didn't think Leicester did enough to get a result, but yeah, we. It is what it is. We've got an issue with our personnel, so um, because Oli knows the defense is leaky, um, he will always want to start off by protecting. Uh, Maguire and Lindelof, whoever our centre-back partners are. So that means because McTominay and Fred between them have different characteristics that you'd want in a DM, he has to play both of them. So they're both basically combining to do one role. What that then means is that we don't have many creative outlets on the pitch. It's basically down to Bruno to create the chances. And as you say, Lewis, he's putting up the numbers so it's working and we're getting results. But the thing is, as the game goes across 90 minutes, the amount of dangerous positions and scenarios you're able to get into, the way you're able to now, you're 2-1 up with 10 minutes left, put your foot on the ball and just control the tempo of the game. You don't have the ball players on the pitch who are able to do that because Fred and McTominay are there to win the ball off the opposition. They're not going to slow the tempo down. They, they aren't comfortable in possession, not comfortable under pressure. Um, we played Lindelof on the right right back spot. He, he got injured and he's, he's been really solid for the last month or so. Um, yeah, I didn't understand that decision. Like, I hate, I hate that so much. Play a fucking right back at right back. Yeah. Don't play centre backs at right back. It limits your attack so much. Like, what Lindelof didn't offer you anything on the right hand side. Even, even when Twenzebi came on, he's another centre back. We're playing. He's right. another centre back. He's not a right. I hate it so we much. Know, we oh. know back up right back to AC Milan, who are, who are top in Italy. So that's great. He'll, he'll come back. And the know. worst part, James started, didn't he, on the right wing? If I'm not mistaken, atrocious. He's not like, a I, I Did you see that counter-attack? That counter-attack. Like, he's got so much space in front of him. The only thing you can do is run. Just yeah. run into the space. He tries to play a pass that was just not on. He's mm. not a footballer. The thing is, yeah, there was a time when Martial was in the right, right-hand channel, channel middle space and he had the pass to James on and he didn't pass it to him. And I always find those moments so telling just because these guys all train with each other. So they know who can do what in what scenarios. It's Still no different rating. than when it's no different than when you're playing with your friends and like your boy's not got a good touch yeah. in the middle. Like of... We know not to give the ball to Ellis in front of goal. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But a Werner like touch. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Basically, so James doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> James doesn't. James doesn't get it there. And basically, at times it feels like you're playing with a man less because, or even two, because you've got. Two guys in midfield doing one man's job, and then yeah. you've got a misfire in Marshall, and then you've got James, who nobody's really trusting to give any any position of any genuine threat. Um, all that being said, even with the right, even with the right back, even the centre back at right back, James playing up top, Marshall misfiring, Fred and McTominay, Fred and McTominay in midfield, we still should have won the game. Yeah, he had enough chances, man. Mm-hmm. We had a discussion about it in the Mugger chat after the game, and there was a kind of back and forth. Some people were blaming Rashford, some people were blaming the defense. Um, Ellis, um, from your bird's eye view, um, listen, play, as far as I'm concerned, players are going to miss chances. The, we got the lead twice. Yeah. So he got us the lead uh, to make it 1 0, yeah. and then Bruno got us the lead to make it 2 yeah. 1. The, that's then the job of the defense and the midfield to control it. Yeah, to control it. What, what so, so do, do you agree with me or do you think that Rashford, if he was a bit more clinical, we don't end up having this conversation? Nah, I, I agree with you, Mariah. You control your narrative. You're 2-1 up, 10 minutes to go. Put your foot on the ball. What are you chasing for? What are you looking for? Like, just pass it amongst yourself. Um, just control it, really, and see out the game. 
And, and obviously, like you said, attack that lose Liverpool, for example, Mane and Salah will miss chances all day long. But if you have a very good defence and a solid midfield, you, you won't see those those chances, you won't rue those chances because they're going to control the game. And I think the same goes for, for United. Um, you can see there's not a lot of confidence in that back six. There isn't a lot. Um, there's not much in that midfield. McTominay and Fred are doing the best they can do with their ability, but it's not enough for, for a, a level of Man United. Man United's arguably the biggest club in England. Those two should not be playing <laughs> starting centre midfield, in my honest opinion. But yeah, I agree with you, Morale. Um, at that point, 10 minutes ago, you control that game. You have to just absolutely control it. You can't. More of the story, don't sit on 1 0 leads. Or one yeah. leads. Or two one leads. Or two one leads. Yeah. <laughs> on two one leads. I don't think we're trying to sit. sit. No, me neither. But one thing I would say, Morale, yeah, is you want your striker, you want your shooter, because Rashford is your shooter, right? He's your shooter. Yeah. You want your shooter to be taking more than one out of three chances, I think. Like, and we're talking you're, you're, three you're, golden chances. We're talking you're, you're three stats, really good man. chances. You're the stats, man. Um, the, the most prolific strikers, they tend to put like what? One in two. Do they, but then how many of their shots on target are goals? Is what, 20 to 25% normally, I think it is? Yeah, but if you're talking about big chances... Is it one in two, yeah? You're, to, you're looking at one in two. Most most players are netting one in two for big chances. Mm. Like for yeah. your, What's Russian? I don't know. I don't know, but yesterday you took one in three. It's, it's harsh, but if you... I think you would... Out of the chances he got, you would be wanting him to tuck more than one of the goals. Like Put it the this goal, way, if it was Martial... If it was Martial, what would the narrative be? Like, if Martial scored one and missed the other two, they'd that's the way you always be have to him. Do it. They'd be frying him. It's um, not harsh either way. These were clear chances, I feel. Yeah. And I, this I feel, game, I feel the first one, especially their first header. Sorry, Owen. Sorry, sorry, Owen. I feel the first header, definitely, you shouldn't be put that away. It was early, what? It was like one minute into the game or something? Correct me if I'm wrong. It yeah. was an early chance. Maybe it wasn't warmed up, but fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you guys. Um... Mar- Mar- can I ask you a question, Mara? Because we were having a little bit of a, a group chat debate. I don't know if you saw it earlier. Um, and we, me and Dems were, were saying that we think Oli is underachieved as United coach. But um, I think Anton, I think, did Disu? I can't remember. But uh, maybe Disu said that um, he, they think uh, that, that Oli hasn't underachieved. What, what, what's your stance on, on that debate? I didn't see the discussion in the chat, but I voted on it when it came on the account. I put it that he hasn't underachieved. Um, I think he hasn't. He hasn't. Um, I think that's framed by my expectations of Oli. Um, personally mm. speaking, I don't think he should be in this job anyway. So, to be honest with you, and and combined but with that- this group of players, do you not think he's like no, t- taking that out of the equation? Because he was employed as Man United coach. He was employed as Man United manager. Has he has he underachieved in the expectation of his job? No, because I think I don't expect him to finish above Liverpool. I don't expect him with a batch of players he had. I don't expect him to finish above Liverpool. But do you expect him to finish thirty three points behind Liverpool and fifteen points behind a Man City that lost nine times last season? Within the context of last season, probably thirty three points is eleven more wins than us. Also, um, the same amount of points last season as he got the season before. Like, I know, I know, points aren't the be all and end all, but I'm just talking about. No, I think I think points are probably the best barometer of judging how a manager's done more so than your league position because 
Uh, when you do mention it like that, 33 points off Liverpool are sh- is shocking. That's 11 um, games. Okay, so let me, let's me let talk about it. So their defence is comfortably a couple of levels better than ours. Um, their midfield more functional than ours. They're, att- they're just much better than us all over the pitch. Um, mm. Numerically... I, I, I think that the, the, the part I, I, I felt like maybe, yeah, the 33 points, I still think that's that's a hell of a lot, right? That's a hell of a lot <laughs> of points. It's a lot of points. But even more is Man City, I felt like had a really poor season last year, like really far yeah, off the pace. And they still finished 15 points ahead of you, despite losing a, nine games. A poor Man City, yeah, a poor Man City are better than us and the reason they are better than you better they are better than you we, we, we struggle i think pogba was out for about half of the season uh rashford missed a, a month or so i think but, yeah rashford out. played 31 games last season yeah so what seven games is about a month maybe missed yeah. about a month of the season um uh marshall i think he missed about a month forget as well so uh bruno only came in in january so there was a period where Mar- uh, rashford was carrying the whole team without pogba without Marshall and the players he was looking around for support were Andres Pereira, Jesse Lingard. Bruno really changed, he changed our season. Mm. Um, and he, he saved Oli his job really because he came in in January and he he turned things around for us completely. Bruno came in and then also COVID because then COVID meant that the players like Rashford were able come back. to come back. Pogba was able to come back. Without those guys coming back, um, I think Oli's probably not in a job because we don't make top six probably mm. uh, if the season just finishes as normal. So I think within the context of um, last season, I'll say he hasn't underachieved. What we're seeing, and obviously this season is still to be played out, is that with his full complement of players available to him for the most part, he's sniffing there and thereabouts. He's looking like a, a, a top four side uh, rather than it have to be a, a rescue job. So we're fourth, sorry, not third. We're fourth of 27 points with a game in hand. Uh, a win takes us to we, that, that game in hand we keep talking about. Uh, a win takes us um, to second with 30 points, a couple of points off, off of Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. He's just a. It's, it feels was, like he's underachieved, but I hear, I hear the points that, you know, like, okay, yeah, he did. If you, if you just look at like positional wise, he finished third last year, which is probably about par for the course, and he's in a good position this year. The, where I would say he's really underachieved is obviously. Uh, I think you you've got not turned semi-finals of three comp three cup competitions. Yes, yeah, so the semis Vila, last year. Man City and Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, but then you, you've also been knocked out in the group stages of the Champions League. Lo- obviously, lost in the semi-final of the Europa League to Sevilla. I would I would consider those like major underachievements. Would you? Um, yeah, I don't mind losing. I don't Chelsea. think Sevilla are that good. I, think, I don't mind losing to Chelsea or City. I'd agree, Sevilla, and even on the balance of play that day, um, Marshall probably was giving us a, a, a warning of the performances to come this season. He missed. Talk about missing big chances. Feels like off the top of my head, he must have missed um, four or five. But, not a natural born shooter, mate. Not a natural um, born shooter. He's not, he's not a guy who's all about his goals. Like you could, you just know guys who are all about their goals. Um, that's part of it. But then there's also just a natural development of strikers. And what you do tend to find is that most strikers don't really start bagging goals until they're 25. You've got your phenomenons like your Mbappes, your uh, R9s, your Henri's, your Harry Kane's, whatnot. But the majority of them, when you actually look back at their, their record, it tends to be around 25 when they've gotten that experience, they've developed physically. Um, then they start to put up their best their best goal scoring seasons. Um, 
we'll see with him. I think um, it's going to be even tough for him to put up a good season statistically this year. And we probably will be in a position where we're looking to get in a, a new a new striker up top because um, some of these games where we haven't pulled out results, a top quality striker carries you. I mean, Owen, you'll know that. A top quality striker mm. will carry your team when when the, the game's not going well. And we talk about... Or coaches. a Pochettino. <laughs> we talk about... Exactly. We talk about coaches. We talk about philosophies. We talk about tactics. But sometimes you just need the best players on the pitch and, and they'll do the work for you. So... Uh, Marshall's really let me down just because he's finished last season really well and it felt like he was finally putting it all together. His first season up top, uh, his most prolific season and the thought for me anyway and a few of us uh, Manchester United fans were like, okay, now we've seen what you can do. I didn't even think it was an amazing season but I thought it was a good enough season for us to, okay, let's build on this. Let's see what you do next season. Rashford will be in the team. Bruno will be in the team. Pogba will be in the team. Greenwood's there. So you've got a full complement of attackers. Um, and he's just not been on it. But I feel like I've been going on for ages. Um, Timpson, Alexis, Ellis, Owen. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on on the, the roller coaster that is Manchester United? Um, I'm, I'm delighted to be from. I can't even lie to man, man. I'm happy. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? I'm delighted. I'm delighted from you know. <laughs> United suffering, fam. Do you know how many years Fergie used to step on our necks? I, fam, I'm happy, bro. I'm happy. But yeah, but I think you've got too much talent not to get top four and get top four eventually. Um, I'm not too sure what's going on with Marshall. It's probably his diet. Um, we've seen some crazy... <laughs> we've seen some crazy plates. We've seen some crazy plates on the internet. It's chicken dippers every night, isn't it? I don't know, um, I don't know. Maybe you like you, Lewis, man. No, no, no. I eat the real food, yeah? I, I eat the real food, mate. I've got, I've got, I've got a tub of John off right next to me. Big up this. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big circus. Um, Bruno's come in, done his thing, never left him to do his thing. Pogba, what's going on there? Is he leaving in January? Um, you need Marshall to settle down and start banging away um, some goals. You know what? You just remind me of when you just said that Pogba, what's going on there? Why hasn't he started Walcott? Walcott's banging for me, starting to come alive. Park life. Listen, um, <laughs> he didn't play Pogba. I'm not sure why, because he's actually, funnily enough, come off um, his best, one of his best periods of form for us. He's had that a good month where he's played really well. Obviously, you won't hear the likes of Lewis mentioning that. Um, but no mention of Pogba from Lewis is, is, is good news. Um, and then he proceeded to drop him. Hey, fucking playing, is he? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I understood him dropping him against Leeds. Because you know how they play, they, they're constantly moving and he's not the most switched on defensively. But he did not need to do that against Leicester. Did not need to do that, man. Um, and that just shows that Oli's mentality is always, the thought is to let's contain them. Let's contain them and protect rather than we've got better players. Let's give them something right. to worry about. But sorry, Ellis, I interjected. Continue, sir. No, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the whole shit, the Gale, we're going to the Dunn, the Gale, he's looked, he's out of it. But again, Henderson, I've seen him a couple of times, I'm not too sure about him. I don't think he's the guy for Man United, to be fair. So if I was Man United, I'd look to ship out both of them and get a solid, solid keeper in. Um, 400k there. 400k Wait. a week right there. Wait. <laughs> Wait. 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 At least give me 400k, I might do a little sign, sign for you. <laughs> Let me, um, Maguire, boy, shocking, shocking. Luke Shaw. I remember, and probably people who listen to this will be like, oh, yeah, you're chatting shit. Um, X, this player, that player, but I cannot remember 
detesting a Manchester United player as much as I detest Harry Maguire. He is the <laughs> antithesis of everything I, I I hate in life, essentially. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I said detest, <laughs> you know, it's real. <laughs> mediocrity being allowed to, to shine for reasons that I'm not going to mention, Lewis and Owen. Um, so... Wow. <laughs> wow. These are the views of Mariah, not of Top Strike Crackers Media. I watch him. And... I can confirm that. Why not Alexis? Huh? I think the Eastern uh, European is a bit spicy. Is spicy, Alexis, he's spicy he's white, he's white, yeah. <laughs> Alexis is a dark white, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing about Maguire is, even when he's solid, every game there is at least one moment where he makes a mistake which just doesn't get capitalized on. Like, we are not like fans are asking for CBs, asking for DMs. And yes, we do need those players to come in. We do need to improve the quality in that, that part of the pitch. But the thing is, these players are going to come in to partner Harry Maguire. Yeah. As long as Harry Maguire is starting for this team, we are not going to be able to ex- achieve success at the highest level. He's just too easy to exploit. He's constantly lost. His positioning is off. Uh, physically, he's not quick. He's strong, he's strong, but not the strongest. So if you're an attacker who's like agile, you're gonna twist him up. If you're an attacker who's particularly strong, you're gonna give him a bad day. Uh, he's like, okay on the ball, but he thinks he's better on the ball than he actually is. So he holds on to it and plays himself into cul-de-sacs all the time. He's just a mismatch of averageness. Um, we've made him our captain. We've signed him for 80 million. He's an England international. He's not going anywhere. Nobody's going to take Harry Maguire. Like if we put him on the market for 40 million, would we get it? I don't know. I'd, I don't know if we would. Um, he got the job on the technicality. He got the job on the technicality. I think the only way he gets dropped is if a manager from the continent, and we're talking about yeah. a manager from the continent comes in, because I feel like a manager who's hooked into the media here and their way of seeing things, to drop a player of the status of Harry Maguire is a big, big statement to make. And it's the sort of thing that they would not let you do easily. Yeah. And he's always fit as well. He never gets injured. He plays every single game. The big game, play Burton Albion, play RB Leipzig, he'll play Luton. He plays every single game like this. You can't, he's another one you can't beat. Like, in the can't beat him van, you've got Bruno driving, Ollie in the passenger seat, and Harry Maguire just chilling in the back with his arms mm. out, man. Shades on, man. Mm. Uh, you know, the worst thing about United is as well, they're back four. Like, there's what? A Chelsea fan, Spurs fan, an Arsenal fan, a Liverpool fan. How many of that back four would any of us take if we had the choice? Like, I wouldn't take any of them at my club. Probably none of them. I mean, I I have Hector Bellerin at right back. Ah, yeah, you're not. And a top we have four Rob side. Holden not, starting for us. You're not a top four side. You're talking to uh, Owen, Timson, and Ellis there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I can only laugh. United I can only laugh. Things that they need to work on as well. Um, in terms of Daniel James, I just feel like the way he plays is down to poor coaching. Um, yeah. I feel like he's been coasting off like having that pace for his whole footballing career. I know Chelsea have had two players I could name, um, Tariq Lamptey, who is absolutely rapid, but they've got more They've got more than a burst of pace. Um, Tariq Lamptey, a young a right-back or a right-wing-back called uh, Tino Livramento, you'll probably start hearing about in the next few seasons. Um, they've got more about them than pace. You need to come up with... Um, United need to sort out what they're doing in terms of uh, Matic's long-term replacement. Are you, are you sticking with McTominay? Are you going to get um, 
uh, holding midfielder who adds value. Obviously, the Pogba thing, we all know about that. Cavani, I feel like um, it could do Martial some good to kind of take a few games to sit out and just watch how a top a top class striker does things. He's come on and he's got an assist and some the fact that I saw it on Twitter that um, Cavani's younger than Jamie Vardy just blew my mind as well. Um, obviously, you need uh, you need you need a centre back. I would probably look at that French fire cell and look at getting uh, maybe Sven Botman from um, from Lille because he's big, he's left footed, and he'll just add a bit of quality to your to your defence. I mean, there's so many things that um, I think United need to work on um, before they can go to that next level and probably um, pushing City, Liverpool, and whoever else in that title race for real. I'm not going to lie, Martial strikes me like the type of guy if he gets dropped, he won't get. He'll just sit there and not even watch the game. Boys. I was going to say, he ain't going to watch Cavani, boy. Yeah, like, he seems he's way too chilled out. On, yeah, he's going to be on Instagram or something. Yeah, um, this is just, it's been just disappointing. Like, obviously, you know, he's got a, he's got a loyal fan base. Um, are they still, are they still about? Just the, 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 the last embers of 9am, 9am Incorporated. Right. Yeah. I sold my stock in Martial FC a while ago. How long ago are we talking, Simpson? Um, I think after he divorced his wife. Um, no, after he got <laughs> cheated. Oh, okay. He cheated on it. After he cheated on his new, on, on his new babe. Oh, no, it, was, it was his relationship decisions and how how <laughs> how he managed his affairs rather than his on field actions that made you uh, drop your stocks. Yeah, Marshall Mar- Mar- FC is like Scientology, man. <laughs> as soon as the evidence has come out now and people have access to the internet, people are like, "All right, cool, I understand now. Let me yeah. let me remove myself." Who's L. Ron Hubbard, Elijah? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Martial came to Manchester with his with his with his high school with his sweetheart in it, and then he lost his mind as soon as he got to the UK. I'm like, this guy's not focused on the football. That was it. Yeah. Like I said earlier in the pod, the good thing about this period is the fact that when you do get a bad result, the games come thick and fast. And I guess when you do get a good result, also you're able to just keep it keep it moving. So let's uh, before we finish, let's talk about. Um, the next uh, round of games and what we're expecting from our teams. So, Chelsea, lads, I'll start with you. Uh, tomorrow, you're at home against a strong uh, Aston Villa side who've been really, really mm. impressive this season. Um, what are your expectations going in? I'll start with you, Alexis. Uh, m- Must-win game, as in we've got City after that and then Leicester after that. I can see us take zero points. At the same time, I can see us take, like, five points. from. So, I don't know with this team, but we need to deal with Grealish, and I think it's going to be Aspie against Grealish. So whoever's on the Discord, good luck in it, because you're going to be getting cooked. Because I, I think we're going to lose that game. That's that's my honest prediction. You know what? Yeah, um, is Gre- Grealish. He might be the best player in the league at the moment. You know, I, I said that the other day. I got banted on my group chat for that. I'm watching him. Literally, I'm watching him every week. Like that's the, the good thing about having these games on at all separate times is, and we're obviously not doing anything at home. You can watch every single game, and Grealish is outstanding every game. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. He's putting chances on a plate for everyone for bums. Mate, he gave like Ollie Watkins like three chances on a weekend. He was taking it to um, Palace. Ten men, he was just yeah, ten right. men, and he was just finding yeah, himself in. Oh, it's right, right. They couldn't stop him. 
brilliant, he's a brilliant um, technical player. He then mm. has the physical capacity to go to go with it as well. So he's able to put in a shift. Um, and he's Eden Hazard. He's uh, literally in the same end product. Everything. Ooh, I don't. Ooh, I don't know if he's quite like, yet. I don't know if he's quite Eden Hazard yet. But I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm I hear what you're saying. Sim- I, there's listening. a lot of similarities there. Too many. Like to And then for me, the fa- the final two things are you've got the uh, quantitative test, which is basically when you read the player's stats off a sheet, how impressive yeah. they look. And then you've got the qualitative test, which is when you watch with your eyes so across 90 minutes. Uh, and for me, he passes all those tests with flying colours. Um, we've been linked for a while now. Um, I'd really love to get him in, but I think, yeah, we're talking about closer. It's getting closer to 100 million probably to, to get him off Aston Villa at this point. He signed a brand new uh, contract, probably makes him the highest player, highest paid player. And they've, they've spent a lot. And I think as they, as they continue to establish themselves, they're only going to spend more money and they're probably, they've got their eyes set on probably going back to their glory, glory days under, under Martin O'Neill. So yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a tough one. Definitely. Um, cool. Timpson, your thoughts about the game against Villa? Yeah, I'm expecting a few changes, probably Aspilicueta to come in, but um, it wouldn't shock me if Frank was pressed enough to give, Reese James 45 to an hour given who he's oh. on the left hand side. Um, still traumatized by t- being torn up by Tierney, I'm imagining. Same with um Ben Ben Chilwell, um, because Bertrand Chiro is on one as well, he's he's quietly just gone yeah, on, he on is, one as he well. Is. Yeah, um, then it'd be interesting to see who he plays in midfield. Obviously, um, I could Kante, Money Mace, and whoever else, whether it's um, like. Habert or Kovacic or Billy Gilmore, whoever else, then it's going to be Mace plus two, though, isn't it? Come on, we know the vibes. Yeah, but do you bring in a Jorginho after Jorginho was meh when he did come on? And Kante, you know, Kante's got the legs for to run all day for two games, so that's that's one. And then obviously, I think you bring in the German, but um, in terms of uh, Werner, whoa, say his name, the German, you know, why, German. why are you going against him so quick? <laughs> Is that where he's being resorted to now? He needs to, he needs to earn individuality because he, <laughs> he needs to earn his name, yeah. He needs to earn his oh, name, he need, like no skip, this, but he needs to, he needs to earn, yeah. Well, well earn. I hope he does start because I'm, I'm gonna have that Kai Cam exactly. Yeah, Kai, listen, it's gonna be local. Cam, so we need a new cam to pick up to build. Well, yeah. We're, we're, Nab, Nab's not about, is he, Ellis? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, just to finish off, I'm just I'm just worried about um what can happen because um Lamp- as much as Lampard says it's not about systems, it's not about tactics. I mean, I'm very scared about what team he puts out because Douglas Louise is on one. Um, they won't have Ross Barkley, even though obviously he's coming back. I'm not sure if he's even fit or not, but um they're attacking three of Grealish, Watkins, and Triori are a problem. Mm. Who do you guys have left wing? Who do we have left wing? So we could very. Who would you much, have? Uh, who would who would I have left wing? Hudson Odoi to be honest. Actually, Hudson Odoi's got to play right wing if Ziyech isn't fit. So it'd be Pulisic left wing, Hudson Odoi right wing, and then um, I probably wouldn't play Timo Werner at all. He can just sit out. Um, I'll probably stick with Tammy. You know, I'd go with Giroud. Because I think when the big games come around, Giroud always steps up for us. So There's no Tyrone Mings tomorrow for Aston Villa. So yeah. I think that's a big loss for them. So I think you could probably bully them if you whip crosses into the box. So I would start Giroud mm. as well if I was you lot. Yeah. 
And I think the midfield battle is going to be the most important part. Look, we need to we need to play someone that can control the tempo. So either Billy or Jorginho have to play, in my opinion. But I also I rate, can, pardon. I was saying I also rate Matty Cash. So it'd be good to see what Pulisic does against Matty Cash as right on the left. How highly do you rate him? Because you know England got a lot of good right backs at the moment. How do you think he's England international potential? He's not in the picture. The guy's just come from Nottingham Forest and he's playing for Aston Villa. And but do you think his potential could potentially get him there, I'm saying? Uh, he could get him in the conversation, but it'd be the same par as um, Aaron Cresswell okay. in terms of England conversation. Not he, he gets mentioned every now and again, but not realistically. Okay, so you, uh, Alexis, you're not expecting the win. Uh, Timpson, how about yourself? I have no expectations for this game. I can't put myself out there to get my heart broken like that. I hear you. Uh, Lewis, Tuesday, 29th. You're away at Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, they picked up a 2-2 draw today against West Ham. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't really know what Arteta is going to do because I think um, I would like to stick with the same team that started against Chelsea. Um, but I don't think he can because Martinelli has just come back off a long-term injury. So I don't think he can. I don't think it'd be wise to give him that quick turnaround. Also, I don't know if Emil Smith Rowe will be started again. So I think it's going to be. It could be a bit. It could go back to how we were <laughs> before. So if it is that, then I don't really fancy our chances, especially because Brighton, even though they haven't been getting the results, they're very capable of playing you off the pitch, and I think they probably will play us off the pitch. So we need transitional threats. And I'm not too sure if we'll have them on the pitch. So I think if we played the team, if we played the team that played against Chelsea, I think we'd we'd get a win. Um, but if it's not, and we and Willian comes back into the team, and um, you know, Jacarel Nenny centre midfield with I don't, I don't even know who would play. I don't, I don't know if Aubameyang would come back into the team. Maybe uh, I I wouldn't fancy our chances to be honest. So what's your prediction? Um, I'd have to see the teams. If 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 them if if ESR and Martinelli play, I think we'll win. Mm-hmm. And if we get Aubameyang back in the team, I think we'll win. If 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 it's like um, if Bio Martinelli starts. doesn't play, sorry. Starts is that a positive or a negative? I th- I think it'd be positive because Elneny was fucking awful against. He was the worst player on the pitch mm. um, against Chelsea. So you know we, we managed to beat Chelsea with one centre midfielder, which is. Particularly worrying for you guys. And Basuma's a problem in in the middle. I really like him. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He's good. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's top top, but he's, no. he's good. Where's I think he's better than Brighton, in my opinion. Like, he, oh yeah, definitely, he, definitely. Yeah. He'll he'll take the step up to maybe an Everton. Like, yeah. and these days Everton's kind he's of better decent. than Decore. He's better than Decore. Yeah. Mm. Um, where's Party, mate? Uh, I, well, the, the bell says he'll be back sometime in January. So. We're approaching January. I'm hoping it's soon because we need him. Yeah, man. Jerusalem is the Lewis, capital of uh, Welbeck's playing, by the way. And you know how your old boys usually do against you. Well, yeah. How did Giroud get on yesterday? Yeah. Oh, he didn't play. Well, no, but it's, it's going to be good it? to keep an eye on him, I think. <laughs> He's one of our... I'm hoping Neil Mope scores two penalties. Oh, uh, yeah. He loves it. He loves it against Arsenal. Um, Owen, Spurs on the 30th at home. You're playing yeah. Fulham. What are you thinking? Mm. What are your thoughts, sir? Quick turnaround. Uh, it's at home as well. So, ideally, we have to 
have a change and a little bit of a shift in the way we approach games. Um, I'm fully hoping, not expecting, but hoping that we'll, we will persist, I hope, with uh, with Winks in midfield. Like I don't think this is a game for Sissoko to partner Hoybier. So, yeah, I said Hoybier. Um, Winks was terrible today, by all accounts. But, I mean, if we're going to actually get on the front foot, he'd be crucial to that because he is actually useful with the ball usually. Um, it's a must win and it should be a comfortable win, to be honest. Like, Fulham aren't great. Again, we are at home. We're a much better team on paper. I, as I say, it's a must win and I fully expect us to win. Cool, cool. That makes sense. Sounds good. Good luck with that, brother. Um, there, there could be a lot of uh, hello brothers tomorrow. Yeah, Both yeah. Well, you, you know me. You catch me on the Discord for that. Oh, yes. Uh, I've got my notifications on. <laughs> Ellis, uh, you guys are away at Newcastle on Wednesday. What are your thoughts? Um, Thiago should be back. Of course, he should be back. I haven't heard that name in years. I know, mate. I know. Blast from the past. Um, Matt is injured. Worse than Naby, to be fair. Um, so we might have to play Reese Williams, the young centre back. Uh, we should beat them. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I expected I expected W just the personnel right back uh, as centre back. I don't know. Wilson was Wilson. I think Wilson's injured on the weekend. He didn't play. I don't know if he's going to come back for for the game against us. But yeah, we should get a W. We'll be nice to see Thiago. Uh, How time. many yeah, games has Thiago actually played? played? This year, like, I'm, I'm genuinely serious. One and a half. One and a half. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so mad that they're still top of the table and the amount of injuries they've got is fucking bro, ridiculous, man. Bro, we need, we need to be on back in the team stat. We're missing him. He's played one and a half games. One and a half games, yeah, yeah, nah. We missing too. But obviously, to have a player of that quality always helps us a lot, of course. Yeah, quality in your midfield is, is sorely lacking. Uh, we're yeah. at home against Wolves. Um, like I said to, to you guys, easy W, not an easy W, but they're not the most prolific side. So, I reckon if we grab a couple of goals, um, we win the game. So, that, that's risen. Listen, when Bruno's about, you, you guarantee at least one goal because he's getting an assist or he's getting a goal, he's getting a penalty. Um, and then the rest of it comes down to um, taking the other chances that we get. I'm expecting Pogba to come back into the team. I'm expecting Greenwood to come back into the team. I'm mm. expecting Tellez back in the team. I'm expecting Wan-Bissaka, if he's not injured, I'm not sure, back in the team. Um, so, yeah, I, we should be seeing that out. Uh, a 2-0 two, two win, 1-0 win. It's, it's um, interesting. You guys haven't actually beat Wolves in the league since they've returned. They're a bit of your bogey side, it seems like. You haven't beat them in the league? Yeah, I haven't beat them in the league. They've beat you once and and about four draws or five draws, I think. Really? I thought we beat them. Uh, four, three draws. Oh no, sorry, they beat you in the, the FA Cup. Year. Yeah, sorry, they beat you in the FA Cup and they and you beat them in the FA Cup. But every single and they beat you once in the league and then three draws in the league. Every single league game has been a draw. Um, no, they beat you once in the league. And we okay, so yeah, they beat us once in the league, once in the FA Cup. Uh, our last game, our home games, one win in the FA Cup and one draw, yeah? Yeah, you so, drew with yeah, them nil-nil in, in your last home game. Damn. Um, yeah, so we've got some some wrongs to right there. Um, but I think we're coming in with well, Pope, our most potent attack in years. Um, 
So I'm expecting us to to grab a couple of goals and, and, and win the game. Our home form has been pretty poor uh, this season. It's been a way that we've really picked up the points. So mm. yeah, we need to start putting some points on the board and just just let Liverpool know that teams are still local and uh, we pack that thing too. Okay, and the other the other big side who are playing uh this week, uh Manchester City, uh are away at Everton. What are our mm. thoughts for that game? I don't know. Yeah, quick stick W man. I know Man City are shit, but they're just they're not to get results, man. I don't really rate Everton like that. I don't really rate Everton like that either, but they're second. Yeah, yeah, and they've been without <coughs> they've been without Hammers for a while. Um, I think they were without Richarlison yesterday. They they were awful, absolutely awful against Sheffield United, but they managed to sneak a win. I don't know, and Man City don't convince me at all, man. They were they were poor against Newcastle, so. Um, you 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 would you would fancy Man City, but it really wouldn't surprise me if if Everton got a win there. You know, they've really yeah they've lost that the, that Man City team has lost their dynamism. They've lost their fear factor. I'm not yeah, really afraid yeah. of Man City anymore. Like I don't think anyone's afraid of play of playing Man City. I think yeah. everyone fancies themselves to get a result against Man City. Think I think so? everyone has got a result against Man City. Every team in here has got a result against Man City over the true. last six months or so. True, true, true. I think everybody still kind of respects them based on their past reputation. And it's kind of like almost like a sleeping beast. And it's almost like they still play the same football. It's just not as good. So people are a bit wary. Like, are they going to just, one day is it going to come together? And early in the season, I said, to be honest, I saw it more as a, a winding down of this cycle and probably needing to recycle two or three players in the attack. And at that time, I was told that actually, no, Mariah, they're playing pretty well. They're just not tucking away chances. Um but I think that decision, those those, those people, Marco, etc., cetera, et cetera, um, they've revived that opinion. And I think Pep's just going to go in again, isn't it? Like he signed a new contract. I thought he was going to leave. He signed a new contract. Um, the summer they're going to spend money, bringing some some talent, and they they're, they're going to go again. So um, again, I still expect them to finish in the top three teams. It's it's crazy that we can say they don't we don't fear them, but we still consider them one of the three best teams in. In the league, when it's all got... relative, isn't it? It's all relative. It's all relative. Of course, we fear them and we fear their quality, but you know, in comparison it's, to it's, they're a long way from where they were. You know, they're a long way. Like they're they only lost nine games last season. Yeah, they're only scoring yeah. two two a game now instead of four or five. Yeah, yeah. but with yeah. their defense, they need to score yeah two or three a game because I'm not. I'm not big on their... Their defense hasn't been that bad though. Don't you think? I don't know. No, they've I been good. Think they're susceptible, so man. Yeah, Stones, has, yeah Stones has come right back into Yeah, to be fair, they've only conceded 12 goals, but I still think they've got a... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I still think they can be got at. I still think they can be got at. I still think they can be got at. They have a game in hand, don't they? And it, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diaz has come in and he's looked really good, man. Obviously, they're playing like a King's Ransom from it for him, but he's come in and looked really good. Laporte, who was probably most people's top five defenders in the league, just centre-backs in the league discussion, has actually been benched by uh, John Stones, who for a while looked like he was kind of just happy to, to, to ride. The forgotten man. Yeah, ride, ride that city bench, keep the, the checks coming in, but he seems to have uh, been galvanised and is having a bit of an Indian summer at the age of 27. 
Scary. Um, so and Nathan Ake is going to be the sign-in of the season, to be honest. Really? Um, really? Yeah, because obviously I rate him highly in regards to obviously being ex-Chelsea, but uh, what he brings to them in terms of he's very, very solid. You're not going to... Um, you know exactly what you're getting. He's Premier League proven and his versatility, the ability to play as a left-back, a centre-back and a holding midfielder is a godsend for Pep who um, prefers his... He, who sacrifices um, defensive stability for um, the comfort on the ball. Ruben Diaz, I feel like the jury's still out because he's not been tested. He's not been pressed one-on-one just yet. Um, so I think, yeah, the jury is still out to see who who's a better signing. But my money's on Nathan Ake. And as a whole, I feel like they still need... Um, to do, they, they, they're missing that Silver's creative influence still and Foden's not quite um, filled the gap. And obviously Aguero, I just don't think Gabriel Jesus is that guy. So if it's me, I'm making two big signings, um, whether it's um, Alaba in January, if possible, and Haaland in the summer, like if I was City. And in yeah. regards to Pep signing a new contract, I think he signed that contract because realistically speaking, there's no better place for him to be in terms of the the work City put in in terms of getting him. Like, where else can where else what club like even if you go to the big clubs, what other club would you say? Okay, I want to live in the city centre um, instead of Cheshire or whatever it is that um, the big players play, and they buy a set of flats and they knock two or three together to build your big house so you can live in the capital. Nobody's given Pep that love and nobody's um, got the internal infrastructure um, in regards to the ex-Barcelona boys that were uh, put in place to get him um, like where he's going to come in and be loved like that. Because one of the reasons why he suffered from that burnout at Barcelona was because um, the internal conflict. So he had no choice in my opinion because it was the best place it could be um, was staying at Man City. I, 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 do, I do think though that like I was just looking at the table now that 10 teams have scored more goals than Man City this season. When have you ever been in a Premier League? The attack, the, the attack isn't what it, what it was. They've scored 21 goals in 14 games. Yeah, it's not even two a game. Yeah, you know, it's it's way off what they normally are. And I, I don't, I just don't think they've got the killer instinct anymore. Um, I think the attack, they're tired. Like, like Simpson said, uh, uh, Jesus is a big drop off from, um, We've been saying this, though. We've been saying this. Why have they not bought a striker? They bought this Ferran Torres guy who's still running around thinking it's La Liga. I, I don't, I don't, I don't fancy him a lot. No, 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 no. I'm not having him. Hella xenophobic there. Not having him, mate. Not having him. I think injured because I'm looking, Timpson. He's he's played five five league games. Yeah, yeah. The knee injury, Okay, interesting. I personally, I'm I'm not a big fan of that signing. Um, think he's solid, especially for the money as well. Yeah, yeah I think he's solid, but um, yeah. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how. I think if he even gets back into the team because Cancelo's really held that left back spot mm. down. I don't think he's taking that off him. I think he's going to struggle to get in the team. In all honesty, same. I think Bernardo Silva's the one that needs to step up. Like yeah, I, I was about to say, this. he needs the light shining on him, boy, because mm. Bernardo. Even me, I was doing wild shouts with Bernardo, and and, mm. and we just. This is the thing about Man City. <clears throat> is that their players are never under the spotlight. They they seem to get away with, um, to, to a lesser extent, Spurs as well. These teams that aren't like traditional big clubs, they, I'm um, sorry, Owen, they um, they get away You're with not murder. Sorry. 
I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you're not, I'm sorry. not sorry at all. I'm not sorry at all. But I think their players get away with murder a lot of the time. And they, they, they often get forgotten about because they don't get the public limelight that a man, like for, imagine if Pogba, uh, um, imagine if um, Bernardo Silva, sorry, was playing for Man United. Can the you imagine the scrutiny kind of that he'd be under? He kind of put the light on himself, didn't he? He had that well, Mindy yeah, incident, yeah. which was terrible. And then he got triggered by Liverpool fans on Twitter mm. for some like, very really basic like, banter. And he's not been the same since. He, I, really I he generally has not recovered from gone. That, that, Mendy, that Mendy scenario. Like, I joke about it, but yeah. the last time I remember him playing well for a sustained period was before that. Before um, that, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. definitely saw him as kind of him and Foden to kind of lead their next generation. Like mm. Foden, I thought, would come in and he'd start. To play that that role, has he been? Uh, he hasn't played much, has he? good numbers up. He, he like in the league, and Pep doesn't start him though. That's the maddest thing. He doesn't really. He's give, only started five games. He doesn't give no, him. He doesn't give him enough minutes. I I feel like Foden. Sorry, Mark. Pep Pep's getting enough criticism for um, not bringing through youth as well. The whole Phil Foden, like he's literally the poster boy, but you're blocking the amount of talent. Like after Jaden Sancho went to Borussia yeah. Dortmund. They had another promising winger called Jamie Gittens go to Borussia Dortmund again. There's another got, one as well, right? Is it uh, Jaden Braff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's, I think he's certified. And then um, another one that I think should be nearer or in and closer to the first team than he is is um, Rory Delapson. Yeah. Exactly, they got a striker right there, man. I know he's young; he's like 17, but. Um, thingy. Better than Ferran Torres. He should still be on the bench instead of go- he should still be on the bench if you're going to go Ferran Torres, who's got no pace by the way. Um, I love PMP. I love I love Ferran Torres, but he's got no pace. So, like it's 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 concerning that he doesn't get the criticism for bringing through um, for not bringing through any of the youngsters because obviously he's got Foden playing here and there, and he's Pep Guardiola. He's the guy who brought through that La Masia group, isn't it? I think it is hard for him, though, to bring you through youth. Like, in the sense of when you've got an open checkbook to sign whoever you want, basically. And he's bought a lot of bums. Like, yeah, but then, like, I think is when... are you going to go spend money on Ferran Torres or who's been playing and is more experienced than a youngster? Like, right. uh, my, thing is, my thing is, though, yeah, I think when it comes to youth, it depends on the management, the manager's commitment to youth and how they see that player. Like, for me, Ferran Torres is not the earth breaking groundbreaking talent that you necessarily need to bring him in to stunt the growth of one of your younger players like my thing is if it's squad player level player that you're bringing in use your young players to, to fill out those roles if you're talking about world-class players who are going to generally come in and raise the level of your club raise the level of your team then fair enough you go out and get them Ferran Torres if this transfer goes well who envisions him being a player that's going to raise City's level no way man his his ceiling's probably good good squad player, good squad player who can for periods of the season probably start when other guys are injured or they're out of form. You've got one of the best academies in 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 Europe, and obviously he did his thing at Barcelona. Um, but what he got the luck he had was kind of like a, a generational group of players who kind of all Just came couldn't through. say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah. generational group yeah. of players who who all came through. When you you name them, you're talking about players who have defined their positions, defined football for the last decade or so. But for me, I'm looking at Phil Foden. Like Phil Foden is hands down one of the best young footballers in the world. You've lost David Silva, so there's literally a role for him in that team, and you continue to give him minutes here and there, here and there. I think it's criminal, man. I think it's criminal. 
Um, and I'm, I'm Foden. I'm, I'm at the end of the season. I'm looking because when he's in the press, he's waxing lyrical about how good Foden is, doing the usual pep stuff. You should be starting. Like your team is tired, and Foden is dynamic. He's young. He can move the ball. He can beat players. He's got a goal in him. He can pick out a pass. Um, why? Sh- why isn't he playing more? Why isn't he playing more? You're yeah. not KDB struggling to create chances, going to the right wing and spamming in crosses to, to, to his foot goes sore. And, and you've got creativity on your bench and, and you're not using it. I think, yeah, Pep will always get his respect because he's Pep and, you know, what he did with Barca and how he visits, plays the game and what he did when he came over here. But questions have to be asked if it takes you spending another 200, 300 million for City to get back to where they were. Like, where's the actual using your resources in-house, developing those players, I'm going again, like, yeah, whatever, man. Anyone can spend hundreds of millions and, and do well with it, man. Boring. Preach is exactly like he needs to be held accountable. I mean, um, you said Ferran Torres isn't one of them signings that moves the dial um, massively, but they've also signed um, some winger from Partizan Belgrade, um, which is obviously a slap in the face to any youngsters like a Jaden Braff or anyone else. I'm like, what are you doing bringing those guys in? And then he spends what, um, however much, what was it, 20 million and Danilo for um, Cancelo? He's literally bought a right back who's probably um, this guy called Yankuo who's been on loan last season. Yeah, we were linked to him. Highly as well. rated. He's highly rated. Um, like, what are your plans with him? You've got Cancelo. Like, what are you what are you doing? Are you gonna are you gonna redshirt him until? Um, Carl Walker's 33 years old and then you go oh yeah he's the best young right back I've ever played um, I just feel like he very much lucked out in well not lucked out but he very much um, had a had a had a stroke of luck with um, obviously the La Masia Academy as well and to the point where he was so lucky the Barcelona Acad- the Barcelona club now um, their model was dependent on them bringing through players of that quality on a regular basis, coupling them up with world-class talents. First of all, they flopped on on scouting these world-class talents because every player they bought over 100 million is a flop. And um, they're not producing the quality like Ansu Fati, Ricky, Ricky Puge, and that's it. He very much lucked out with Xavi, Iniesta, um, what's his name, the holding midfielder. Busquets, exactly. He, he he very very he very much locked out, and now he's just hiding behind an oversized checkbook and Phil Foden at Man City, and I need and he needs to be he needs to be called on that publicly. He developed Sterling though, like he has developed a lot of the players that he he has got in his first team. Like mm-hmm. Kyle Walker's yeah. a much better player. Kyle, I'll give him. But yeah, Sterling, when you look yeah. back on his time at Liverpool, like he was eighteen, he was stuff. Yeah. A, a phenomenal young talent. I think. Personally, he's taken a lot of the individualism out of Raheem Sterling's game and made him a, a functional team player um, who the, the individual quality sh- shines here and there. And, and at times like this is when you need that individual quality. And it's not, Raheem, don't just keep going back post looking for that tapping because the pass is not coming. We need you to take the ball, beat players. This is what we watch it. This is what we watch football for. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see with them. Like, I don't expect them to be down for very long. Um but yeah, if, if your solution is every two, three years to have to spend a couple couple hundred million for, for the team to do well, then um, good luck to you. So uh, with that, thank you all for your time. It was a good one. Um, always an interesting pod when not all the big teams win. 
Lewis, I feel like you won the battle, but you genuinely lost the war. Oh, don't you worry. We're coming to win the war, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll might take, a, might take us a few bro. years, but <laughs> we'll have ready that for the long record. run. We'll, we'll have that on record as well. Mm. Uh, Alexis, thank you for coming through, bro. Always welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, man. Uh, Timpson, uh, I imagine the first of many appearances on the main pod. Thank you for having me. No worries, bro. Owen, thank you, man. Fresh off a loss. Uh, you can drown thank your sorrows you. now. Um, let me know if yeah, you're... A pleasure yeah, to like a loss. my dejected self. On, I was very dejected, but, you know, we move. You, we move, man. Let me know if you want me to send you some hello in the post, because, you know, I can hook that up for you. Um, mm. Just vibes. Just vibes. Like, you ain't got a worry. You ain't got a worry in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm fresh out of warm Stellas. So, yeah. <laughs> Take care, man. Have a nice evening. Cheers, lads. Peace. Podcast Network.